coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio. It's Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by IDS, an award-winning digital marketing agency that delivers integrated marketing solutions for franchisers, franchisees, and franchise development teams. Learn why over 75 brands depend on IDS's team of dedicated marketers and client service professionals to deliver a strong ROI on their marketing investment. Go to IDSFranchiseMarketing.com for a complimentary digital audit and consultation. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio. I'm your host, Rob Ganley. Welcome to today's episode. We got a great guest with us today from a great brand, one that I certainly know of and I think has really always been helpful for me in my journey with, with different devices and electronics. We're talking with Joe Malmuth. He's the chief development officer at Batteries Plus. So I know I know them, but we're going to get to talk to Joe a little bit and learn more about Batteries Plus and his role there and uh, how they're navigating through our current economic climate and how they're doing. So Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks, Rob. I'm glad to be here. Excellent. Excellent. So as we get started, first thing I'd like to ask like you is, you know, how did you wind up in the position you're in at Batteries Plus at the level you're at? And uh, tell us a little bit about the brand. Yeah. So I've been with the company now a little over two years, two and a half years, and went through a long series of conversations with them before I decided to join the organization. And, and Batteries Plus is actually the 26th brand that I've been involved in in this, this uh, capacity. And so right, right at the height of the, you know, the original COVID freakout, I'm sitting across the dinner table from my wife and honey, I'm going to quit my job. She looked at me like I had three heads. She's like, what? You're going to what? And I'm like, well, let me explain, you know, I sort of set her up there for that conversation a little bit and came on board with Batteries Plus and uh, sort of at a pivotal time in the brand's history. You know, you have this brand that's 700 some odd locations at that time and 30 something years in business. And they were looking for someone who could say, come in and get us in a position where we can excel for the next 30 years. And so after about three months of conversations and uh, going back and forth, make sure the fit was right, the strategy was right, the direction we were going to go, so on and so forth. I came on board officially in May of 2020. So the brand has been around, as I already mentioned, 30 something years. We're in the mid 700s in operating stores, got another 160 or so in development right now. And you know, basically what we do at the end of the day is we are portable power. So batteries, device repair, all these different products and services that we offer, you know, all boils down to portable power at the end of the day. And so, you know, our goal has now gone from you know, how do we grow this franchise system and establish a foothold? Well, we've got a foothold now. We're the big dog in the industry. Now it's a matter of how do we make sure that our franchisees are positioned for, for success for the next 30 years with all the changes in alternative energy and electric vehicles and solar and all this other stuff. We're sort of kind of that brand that has a right to play in that space. And so, you know, making sure that we're positioned in a way that, you know, we're looking at the last 30 years as foundation building and the next 30 years is really spreading our wings. Wow. I love how you just rolled off 160 units in development. <laughs> so that's, a, that's, a, that's quite a team to have that going on. So, you know, you, you keyed in on, on Batteries Plus and you talked about that you're in sort of the eye of, of technology, right? Of all this, the device explosion, the power explosion. You talk about cars moving to being battery powered, um, 
Um, obviously, just more and more need for uh, people using remote devices and, and having batteries. And so it's just no end in sight to the ways, like you said, that you can innovate and product develop new ideas. So with that thought, though, is if we look over at marketing, right? I mean, we're you know, franchise marketing radio, right? So we want to focus here a little bit on marketing. And so like when we think about high tech and marketing, do you think there's anything as a guy that runs a sales team and does this at a high level, is there anything that you believe is disruptive on the marketing side for franchisors when it, when it relates to franchise development? Yeah, well, the, you know, it's funny you say that because there's there's a saying in franchise development that I've heard my whole career. And, and, and if I'm honest, I can't stand it. And that saying is there's nothing new in franchise development. And that drives me up a wall. That just means that, you know, you've got stale people in the seat at this point. They've run out of ideas. And I, I think the most disruptive thing that I've seen and, and have been a champion of as well in, in trying to get everybody to buy into this is transparency. You know, we come from an industry that 25 years ago, sort of maybe in their marketing position, had a little bit of Glengarry Glen Ross to it, if that makes sense for those of us that have, are old enough to have seen that movie. That today, I think because of the availability of information, the fact that, you know, there, there are still franchisors, for example, is a, this is a perfect illustration. Is there are franchisors that still treat their franchise disclosure document as if it's some secret thing that they have to hold onto till later on in the development funnel before they pass it out to a franchise candidate. And the reality is there's like 10 states that you can go to the state secretary of state website and just look it up. It's, it's freely available information. And so the, the transparency part of that, I think is a huge deal because the way the consumer is, and this is whether you're buying a hamburger or you're buying a franchise, what the consumer is looking for today, and this is this is mainly driven by the, the millennial demographic, is genuine. Uh, you know, I, I want to know, are you genuine? Can I connect with you? Is there a mission, vision, value, a mission, vision, value that, that makes sense for, for what I believe in? And authenticity. And the, the number one quickest way to nail all of those things is complete transparency. The good, the bad, the ugly, the fantastic, the stumbles, the roadblocks, the advantages, all of it. And, and because of that, I think you're seeing a lot of folks, first and foremost, build a lot of that detail into their disclosure documents, which gives them then the freedom to say those things in their advertising and marketing. Uh, because what is not, it's, it's chicken and the egg, right? You can't advertise it if it's not disclosed. So I, I think there's a big trend towards transparency happening in franchising right now. And, and that, that, that goes directly into marketing. I think that's a fantastic thing. Wow. Let me ask you this. This is a follow-up question. You know, a lot of digital marketing, you know, so you think of high tech and, and a lot of that gets the mind share, of course. But a lot of that, if you look at most industries across the board, it's a lot about results in advance. It's a lot about what you're saying. It's a portraying or conveying, I should say, transparency, right? If you're a lawyer or you're a professional, or you do anything and you share your knowledge, and you show someone who can demonstrate that you can be of value to them without holding it back. Like, yeah, I can only tell you this if you, you do business with me. That is the old way. The new way is saying, hey, I'm an open book. I, I know I can help you. But do you think, like, because you, you, when, you, when you were saying about holding the, 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 the disclosure document, like in your arms, and not sharing it, I, I kind of laughed at myself because like that's, I noticed that a lot. 
where people are, they don't want to share too much. They don't want, they want to kind of wait. And I'm thinking there's so much great to share with someone that's looking for a business and ways that you can prove to them that you just want what's best for them because if they operate well, you win. So that's transparency. But do you, do you think uh, that, that the value in advance, like sharing information early in the process is okay? And that's kind of what I think you're getting from that, what I got from your answer. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And for two reasons, right? So, so one, look, there's, there's only a certain amount of people in any given calendar year that are in a position to buy a franchise in the first place, right? And there are, you know, 6,000 franchisors, I think, as last year's numbers that are, that you can potentially in, invest in, in America alone. That number's up significantly. There's a lot of new franchisors out there. So, so 6,000 options, give or take, right? I think the number used to be 4,200 just a couple of years ago. And what winds up happening is that that pool you know, people talk about, you know, don't try to squeeze more out of the pie, grow the pie bigger. Well, pandemic, recession, inflation, all this, this stuff, the pie right now is being squeezed. So, so the amount of people out there that were in a position two years ago to buy a franchise, they've seen some erosion of their financial situation, uh, for financial picture, their qualifications financially to be able to get into a franchise. Banks are tightening up a little bit. So that, that pie is getting, I, I don't want to say it's getting smaller, but it's getting, it's not getting necessarily bigger. So you have a, a larger number of franchisors fighting for a, for a piece of that pie. So what winds up happening? Uh, people are doing more research up front and they're being more proactive in disqualifying brands out of their you know, purview, so to speak. So by being super transparent and forthcoming with information up front, you help people as a the salesperson part of me doesn't like this answer, but it's the truth. You're sort of helping people that were never going to buy your brand in the first place get out of the way. So you can zero in on the people that have true interest and be more laser focused. The salesperson part of me goes, not no, not till I have a conversation with them first. I want to try to, you know, use all the the tools that I have as a sales guy to get them past that. And that's true. But what we've seen in, in, in doing that, industry average uh, sales cycle last year was around 120 days, 100, 130 days from the time they you know, fill out a form on your website to the time they sign a franchise agreement. Ours is 72 because A, I'm not spending time with people as much that were just tire kickers because I give them the details up front. In the first meeting, here's the FDD, right in the first meeting. And, and the idea is, Let's help these people decide upfront with a full deck of cards, not, not guesswork. Is this a good fit for me and my family or is it? Maybe not. And then move those folks on to something else. And those folks that are left, we can be super targeted about and get them the information that they need, the answers to the questions that they have, exposure to our company culture, and they move through the process on more sure footing. And, and we're able to leverage the marketing in front of all of that to drive them into that process to begin with. And it speeds things up. Wow. I love that. I, I think that's so, and coming from a guy that sees, uh, you know, a hundred thousand foot up, right? See a lot of activity, a lot of things going on in the economy, how that's impacting your work. But I, yeah, that's something that as a digital marketer, I've been in, in that for a long time, you know? And 20 plus years, and 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 I've done a, you know, a lot of different marketing, different industries, and franchising was really my core. But ultimately, that has been a wrestling match a little bit, like helping them see that I know yeah. it feels uncomfortable, but you'll spend less time and you'll cl- collapse that sales cycle and, and you'll get to the people that will help your brand the most faster. 
And but that's great. I'm so glad that you shared that because it feels good to know that that I'm on the right track too, <laughs> from my point of view. But I, yeah, that's what I see, and I and I think there's technology that can help facilitate that. And, and just make that a little easier to, again, results in advance. We're sort of sharing everything up front, being transparent, I and mean, making it more efficient for everybody. But all right, great. So with that being said, one thing I like to ask too, and I, I'm sure that you do this, I know in part for me, I, I like being an entrepreneur. I like the idea of franchising to get that bridge over to being in business for yourself. Maybe if you haven't been, or you just understand the shortcuts, you understand the efficiencies of not having to do it all yourself. Right. And, and so is there like a, a favorite story or, or, or a good success story that you might have about a franchise you worked with in the beginning, maybe just kind of something about how that was handled, maybe some encouragement. And then now they're a superstar. Like, is there a story you like to tell or, or just something you want to share about a, a current franchisee? So I have an Encyclopedia Britannica volume of stories like that over the course of my career. And, and you know, you mentioned you, you, you like entrepreneurship and so forth. And, and, and I think uh, for those of us that get into franchising, whether it's a franchisee or franchise, or that word is something we're all extremely passionate about, right? And because it, it, entrepreneurship really is a representation of a an individualized vehicle to attain someone's goals and dreams, right? At the end of the day, if I was going to be, you know, Webster's dictionary about it, that's probably how I'd define it. And, you know, I've had over the course of my career, I've had franchisees at my wedding. I've had franchisees at the hospital at the birth of my, my first kid. And so, you know, you wind up seeing these folks from all walks of life, current brand, previous brands, whatever, get into a situation where, you know, they're, displaced from their job. They've retired from being with the fire department for 25 years. They're looking for a secondary income for their household as a, a security measure for their lifestyle. You know, all these different motivations, right? Or they, they get into business and every single one of them, right? And I, I tell this to everybody I talk to that's looking at becoming a franchisee, no matter what the brand, man, those first 30 days leading up to becoming a franchisee that the moment you sign the franchise agreement, then you go to you know training school and get the real estate, get the store open, all this other stuff. If you're not having like heart palpitations twice a day, there's a problem. There's something not right with you. We need to make sure that you're okay. You don't need to be seen by a specialist or anything goofy like that. It's scary. And then they get through those first 90 days and they're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't, everybody has those same feelings. That's totally normal, right? And then the one year anniversary comes around. And the two-year anniversary comes around. And in some brands, I've gotten a phone call, ready for store number two, ready for territory number three, whatever that is. Uh, it, it's, there's a million of those stories. And, and every good franchisor out there publishes those stories on a daily basis and uses them all the time. Because that's what we get to do as franchisors is, is make those, those dreams a reality. And those stories are the, the living example of what that looks like, you know, for, for uh, myself, I've, I've been a, a firefighter EMT volunteer for a long time. And so I'm especially partial when we see first responders come into the brand and, uh, or any brand that I've been a part of currently we offer, you know, uh, incentives for military active and retired police officers, active retired firefighters, nurses, and teachers uh, to come into our brand. And, you know, there's one, one gentleman in particular that earlier he's been not open 
not quite a year yet. Came in as a, he was a veteran, then was a police officer in a tiny little town in, uh, in uh, Eastern Tennessee. And he's breaking all the records in his first year. Still, still works as a police officer, but he is breaking all the first year records and watching that guy come in who I was a little bit unsure of as a candidate at first. I'm like, okay, you know, not a lot of business experience here, but man, he can follow a system. He's hungry. He's a go-getter. He's plugged into his community as a police officer, so on and so forth. Crushing it. Absolutely crushing it. I talked to him probably twice a week and it's, you know, he's making firefighter jokes to me. I'm making cop jokes to him. But at the end of the day, you know, once we get past that, it's, it's the, um, what's going on in the business? How can I help you? And, and, and his answer, honestly, is like, well, how can I help you? Like, this has been fantastic for my family. And I'm like, that those are the kinds of things that, that I live for and, and those stories and those people. And, and I'll be friends with this person for life. And, and having met him because he filled out a form on my website, had an interest in being a, in business for himself and his family, and here we are. And so I have a, a beautiful collection of people and, and stories and relationships like that in my life because of franchising. And, and those franchisees uh, have a similar collection because not only do they get to meet the franchisor and those folks, but they meet other franchisees. And then we encourage them to take part in conferences like the IFA convention and, and all these other things that have special things that are geared towards the franchisee and they built those relationships and then their customers long-term become those relationships and so forth. And it, it, it's a beautiful thing. Wow. I love that. Yeah. You said some key things there. I think for anyone listening that, that, that might be considering a franchise um, you can do it, right? Like, like here's a guy that didn't have a background in business crushing all the records because he's got the raw material. He's got the, the relationships, he's got the passion, he's, he can follow the system. And, and that, you know, that's encouraging, right? I mean, truly, you can do it, you can do it. But maybe it's not as easy all the time to do what I just said with following a system. And that's a good question for anyone to ask themselves, can you follow a system, right? So there you go. But that's, I can feel the passion and the, the, the wedding and the baby. That's that. I mean, you put a video together with that and I'd be like, yeah, I'll, I'll buy a franchise from you. But anyway, that's, that's great. Uh, so, so let me, with, with that being said, you know, you had mentioned earlier that the, the franchise industry is booming in terms of small businesses becoming franchisors. And we're seeing a lot of innovative models, you know, in the business world saying, hey, I'd like to use franchising as a vehicle to grow. Uh, I want to extend this to, to other uh, like-minded entrepreneurial people. And so now you're saying, and you're right, I, I, I think the last time I looked, it was in the fours. And I know there's been a boom and you're saying around 6,000 brands. So there is a lot more brands. And so is there, is there something you'd want to share with the audience? And it, it could be a candidate type of person, or it could be a, a, a new franchisor wanting to be the next Batteries Plus, maybe not exactly what you do, but they respect you as a company. What would your advice be? Is there a magic bullet or a gold nugget you would want to leave with the audience? Well, that, that's a question and a half, if I if I do say so myself. A loaded one. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say, you know, for any for any business out there that's thinking about using the franchise model as a as a distribution tool for for their business for their expansion plans, the there, there are there are companies out there that offer feasibility studies as to whether or not you should franchise. I, I think there are a lot of companies that have sprung up out there and, and I'm not going to name any names or anything like that, that are 
Uh, oh, you want to be a franchise? Cool. Pay me a fee and I'll take care of the paperwork and wham, bam, you're a franchise. The problem with that is they never ask, should you be a franchise? And that's an important distinction because there are some brands out there that are getting into spaces that are incredibly competitive and that have two or three very dominant names that have massive scale and all the budget in the world. And you have to compete with that. There are other industries out there that are still relatively fractured and regional that you can, you know, do really well in if you've got a, if you've got a well-oiled machine. So, so A, I would say feasibility studies are important, right? Not can you franchise, should you franchise? And what I've seen most of the time, and I've been involved in these conversations with a number of, of folks, well, I have one XYZ business and I've been running it for two years and it's going great. And every bone of black customers comes in and tells me that I should franchise this. That does not a franchise make. So, so feasibility studies, business plan, understanding the marketplace, do your research, you know, visit the IFA, go scope out your competitors. I'm not saying pretend to be a candidate, but go pretend to be a candidate and see what they do and understand the game first, right? The second thing that I would tell people is uh, on that, uh, as a franchisee, scale matters. Uh, if you are a risk taker and you want to be one of those pioneering franchisees, that's totally fine. But understand that the whole point of franchising is buying power because you're buying in mass, brand recognition because you're advertising in mass, and support because of the experience of the franchisor in mass, right? If you're working with a franchisor that hasn't really developed those things just yet, you need to make sure that you have the acumen to make up that differential. If you're not somebody who, who feels comfortable with that, scale matters. And that's why. That is brilliant. That is brilliantly obvious, right? <laughs> so, but I don't think most people not in your position or mine or in the industry would think that way, right? But you're right. I mean, I think there's advantages on both sides, but anyone needs to kind of just say, who am I? Where, where would I fit best with? But there's a real thing there with scale. Like you said, Batteries Plus is different than some other brands that aren't as big, right? Because of that leverage that you have. So that's fantastic. It's a great, great point. So I, I appreciate it. It's been a tremendous conversation, Joe. Is there a place on the website where you'd want to direct people just so they could check you out a little further and, and maybe get in touch? Yeah. So, so if you're interested in learning more about Batteries Plus uh, as a customer, batteriesplus.com, easy pleasy. We, you, can, you can check out anything we have there. If you're interested in more information on Batteries Plus as a franchise, you can go to batteriesplusfranchise.com. And uh, if you want to get connected with me, just uh, punch in Joe Malmuth on LinkedIn. I have unintentionally Googled myself a number of times to know I'm the only Joe Malmuth on the planet. So if you find me, it's me. That can be a blessing and a curse, depending on what's out there on the internet these days. So uh, That's funny. I did look up my, uh, my name is, is somewhat not common as well. I think there's a hundred of us uh, across the world. So it's pretty, pretty rare compared to a Smith or Jones, but I uh, hear you there. But hey, it's been a great, great conversation. I want to thank my sponsor, IDS. Uh, that's idigitalstrategies.com. They do great work and you can check them out. But once again, Joe, it's been a pleasure getting to know you. And for the audience, we, uh, we look forward to talking to you again and bye for now.